What y'all listening to? Lime My Highlight Podcast. Uh, welcome back to the show, your positive podcast, safe space and great place for a positive outlook on life. As always, I am your host, Jonathan Rosario, a.k.a. J. Rose. And on this episode of the podcast, we're joined by Josh Black, the founder of Black Attire, under the personal philosophy of be you, be true, and be great, and built on the principles of providing great quality with dope style, Black Attire delivers premium products with exclusivity to consumers. Josh is also a rapper, producer, and the founder of Black Vibes, which is a record label that he created himself. And in this podcast, we talk about his passion for music, what motivates him, and what movements he is supporting through his clothing line, as well as a plethora of other topics that cover racial injustices, the Black Lives Matter movement, and um, some of the things that we need to change in order to uh, progress as a society that have to do with things like prison reform as well as police reform. Um, touch a little bit on the politics, just a lot of the climate that's going on today. This was a very real and raw conversation that I thoroughly enjoyed. And uh, quick disclaimer, for those of you with little ones around, there is some explicit language in this podcast. In case that isn't your thing, I just wanted to give you a heads up before you dive any deeper. Um, I hope out of this podcast you have a little bit of better of an understanding on what the mentality is like in Philadelphia and some of the things that people who grow up in the city have to deal with josh is a very passionate individual and i hope that comes across very well in this episode this is the fifth episode that i recorded back in august after the block to school event that we had but the timeline and the topics we cover are as relevant as any recent news story today before i accidentally give away any more spoilers from this episode uh, let's hit up today's or this week's unrelated fun fact and then dive right into the show so, this week's unrelated fun fact has to do with space. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm a Star Wars fan and I absolutely love the Mandalorian show that's on Disney+. And with it coming back in October, one thing that show has a lot to do with is space travel. Obviously, it's Star Wars, it's in space. Um, while we're probably light years away from traveling through space the way they do in the movies, I always wondered how long it would take us to actually leave our atmosphere and get into space if we had, you know, those quick little spaceships. Um... A spaceship that we have today takes about nine minutes to get to space after takeoff because it's being propelled by all those crazy rockets and stuff. But uh, after they did some math and stuff like that, here's your fun, unrelated fun fact is uh, if you got in your car and turned on the ignition and drove up to the sky at 60 miles an hour, it would take uh, just an hour to get into outer space. I, for one, have zero desire to go to space because I think it's scary and empty and vast but just to think it would only take an hour in a regular car is pretty cool in my opinion so that's your unrelated fun fact that, that i thought i should share and now we, that we got that through um yeah let's stop wasting your time and welcome josh to the show i hope you enjoy all right i'm here with josh from black attire um let's just get right into it and 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 let people yeah. know who you are uh why you're here and just a little bit about yourself yeah i got you so now my name josh people call me jb black um yeah i'm from philly grew up right here i have so black attires the clothes 
like the whole clothing brand and then um you know i have a record label it's called like black vibes so pretty much uh the the clothes is something i wanted to do since um like forever uh as a kid growing up streetwear shit all that i fucked with it just can never do it you know the shit now looking back at it you need money you need time you need even graphic you need a computer you need like all the shit you need is as a when you're a kid like you fuck with supreme but you don't even realize that like to do all that to print money time energy and what i'll say for the most part like especially from where we from what 15 year old 16 year old got all that so like and styles constantly change mm -hmm. you know but I, I know when we was growing up double xls and saggy like big ass clothes was was the shit and now mm -hmm. everything's form fitting tight you know somewhat tight fitting exactly so pretty much i couldn't even put that into make it a reality until like i don't even know how old is i like 23 maybe 22 23 how now, old are you now 27 okay so what happened was it was really off of luck so one of my brothers, uh, he was in like a youth like facility upstate. He had came back and was in this program. That way, you know, keep kids off the street type of thing. And the guy that had the program just had a screen printing machine. And then he's just like, yo, uh, somehow I met him. And he's just like, yo, if you want to do something, you know, I'll give you this and you could just do your thing. So I'm like, I bet mm -hmm. you ain't got to tell me twice. So... <laughs> I did some dumb shit, so what I had, like, in my head, I'm thinking, like, all right, look, I'm about to drop music, I'm about to drop these clothes, the whole thing about to go crazy, so I bought, I remember I went to, like, Walmart or somewhere, I bought, like, 150 shirts, like, 50 gray, 50 white, and 50 black, and the original thing, so I was doing it with, like, the Life album, it was, a, a like, a Life magazine cover, and so I screen printed, when I was telling you, I'm buying crazy amount of ink crazy amount of uh like the the printer you know uh for like the screen the heat right? press oh okay paper. I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah so like that shit expensive i'm buying the ink all that shit just and this is all out of pocket you, you yeah yeah yet? you haven't sold anything yet nah just <laughs> like in my head i'm thinking like no nah, i just gotta put this out and then go with it so i'm doing it back curtain i'm just because i'm like i don't know when he's gonna ask for this machine back yeah so i just started doing it i'm packaging them up i'm putting like candy in them and like trying to make them as um like you probably buy from like local brands and you mm -hmm. can now i can notice when like they just starting because it's the same shit that i was on where like you try your best for what you got so i would do a little shit like that without having like professional cards professional bags you just yeah. try to make it work some little extra. Some little extra. Yeah. Like, thank you for purchasing with me. Exactly. Okay. And then uh, that shit kind of flopped, I guess. Out of 150 shirts, it didn't, like, all sell crazy. Like, I would get some and doing whatever. Yeah. But then it got to the point where I just got so many shirts. I'm like, mm. yo, I'm going to just start giving these shits away. Like, I started, uh, at one point, I was throwing parties. I would give shirts away at the parties, just trying to get it out. Because at that point, I saw it as, like, I already lost the bread. I got to make new stuff, which is the mm -hmm. hardest part about the clothes is like, you got to keep making new shit, uh, you know, because if you got three shirts and no one likes it, they might like the fourth. But yeah. if you're not making the fourth, they're not even getting there. 
So that's pretty much how that started. And then, you know, just tried to get better. And then the, I actually dropped the clothes before the music. And then the music dropped like that same year. And then, um. Now, did you yeah. want to do that to have something like, like, oh, what you wearing? It's like, oh, yo, this this dude, you know, from Black Vibes. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So pretty much the whole point of the, the clothing brand, like I said, besides just being that kid that like, yo, I wanted like the shit I never wore before. And it's crazy because I kind of put it in. It's a song I got called Same Clothes. And on the third verse, I kind of like addressed this shit. But it's really because I remember like I wanted Bape. I wanted uh what's the Pharrell John a BBC mm -hmm. Supreme like growing up I wanted all them shit yeah, ice all cream shit, all the artists was wearing you know the, the hot shit I just never got like to this day still never even that now expensive <laughs> yeah and now I don't even care yeah. too much because I could like you know I do my own shit mm -hmm. and you see how when someone else local got something it's like all right let me just rock with this um but yeah you still just wanted that shit so like besides just that it was really just to also have something whether rap don't work or at a certain point it's like i could still be 60 and making clothes hey all them fashion designers dumb old like yeah, you know what I mean? so yeah. it's just something where it's like or oh, all right i ain't gotta be you 60. saw the longevity in making clothes versus yeah like because it artist. don't gotta be about me you know what i mean music is you so like mm -hmm. clothes i could hire somebody to just take it over and do their thing on it and that was pretty much it and then just to combine it with like the merch with the you know now mm -hmm. i did it specifically where like the merch strictly be like music and the black attire stuff be like whatever so you I gotta want. separate it yeah, right, right, right. Mm -hmm. okay. and that was you know all that learning to trying to figure out because for the longest time you know people was just like you, you realize how branding and marketing helped because for the longest time i had like the life images mm -hmm. and people was like yo i need like your your life brand crazy and i'm like damn that's not even what it's called yeah. so when you got to do that it's like you got to just you know uh step back keep, and keep adapting and keep coming up with stuff what's um i mean you're talking about all the stuff that trial and error mm -hmm. a lot of people that i've talked to especially that throughout this whole week have been all about trial and error yo we tried this it didn't work out but we figured out the kinks and I mean, you grow. That's 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 how you grow. You fail and you keep you keep trying. Um, what's one thing you think is constantly that you constantly run into as far as um, designs or getting um, something out there or marketing? Like, what's one constant thing that that keeps coming up that you haven't figured out, or maybe that you just well, recently figured out? Yeah, I mean, the the hardest shit really. <laughs> it's it's gonna sound like you you don't really got an answer for it, but it'd be the fucking unknowns. Like, every time you think you got something figured out, it'd be like, here's an unknown that, like, damn, how the fuck? Like, and that's your curve, life. So, life. <laughs> pretty pretty much. much. And, like, that's why, uh, from everything I've done, you know, I just had to take a step back because, like, as you know, right, you're doing the podcast, you probably got times where, like, you think you got to figure it out and then something else happens and then something else happens. So, just recently, we did, so we did a, a podcast after the, block the school event yeah yeah where we were all we all been drinking and shit but we were on the mic we did a whole hour and a half podcast trash the entire thing <laughs> I, not, not the quant not the quality of, yeah. of of the uh of the conversation but the actual recording itself was trash yeah i couldn't hear myself everything was in and out everybody's screaming over each other and it's like 
I don't, I don't, I to to till this day right now. Like when we start recording, yeah. I'm like, I really hope this shit's picking up everything, because, because to to recreate this, you know, yeah. we in the moment to recreate that is, it's not gonna sound as good as the first time, you know. Nah, I mean? yeah, I so, feel you. Nah, that's like, so yeah, I think that's the hardest shit. Is like, it's always an unknown that you think, and that happened from like fucking clothes to music and not even so much music but it's a lot more times of like uh business stuff like i would throw like parties and um i think i'd have it figured out and then boom here come another Mm -hmm. just random ass like why is this happening or here comes another thing that you got to try to hurdle to get over and make it work but what i had to realize is I remember because it was this one shorty that was helping me, like, you know, set up the event, like, when I would throw parties, and I think probably as somebody who just, like, a creative person or you or has a business or, like, you, you're working on to the next thing, mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to just fucking focus on, like, yo, look at what you're doing and take it all in, mm-hmm. in that moment, right? Because you always, like, you on this podcast, but you know you probably got somebody lined up whenever, and you got, so in your head, you're always thinking of, like, ah, like, all right, so for the next one, I can make this one better. You're not even enjoying it. So I remember when, yeah, I was throwing a party, and uh, the shorty was like, like, I'm looking, I'm like, the, it was like the lighting or something. Like, the venue was big. We had it was only the second one I did. I had, like, I was performing. Someone else was performing. The venue was big. The only thing I didn't like was it had a bar and everything, but it was the lights. Like, they weren't dark, like, party lights. It was, like, wow, so kind of, like, bright. it was, like, a lounge, like, lighting. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, I'm like, damn, there's too many people, like, talking, not really. They enjoying themselves, but I'm, like, caught up in, like... I don't know. You had people you here, had an whatever. idea of what you wanted it to be, and it wasn't what you. And wanted And then I'm to like, be. all right. So for the next time I do it, I'm gonna have to fix. It. And like she was just like, yo, relax. Like, look, it's over a hundred people here just enjoying themselves on some shit that you did. Like, take that in. And from that mo- uh, moment forward, I was really just like, I really just started focusing on like, you know, being proud of myself on like little things. And one of the things that like. I always be saying is like, you know, progress over perfection Mm -hmm. because you'll try so hard to chase perfection, but I feel like it's unobtainable. And yeah. And I feel like if you do get it, I feel like, you know, it's one of those things where you might not get it again. So like, I feel like you can get it. You might get the perfect podcast. You might get that one. Yeah. So you keep trying to get it. And it's like, yo, why is this one not like like chasing a high? Yeah, exactly. Like I got if I got a song that everybody likes, now I'm sitting here like, oh no, so that's a perfect song. Let me do it again. And it's like, yo, just nah, like Enjoy that was it. that moment yeah. in time, just keep it pushing, but be proud of it. And that's one thing that I really took into like so anything I do, like I be hanging my own pictures, not uh like from the parties or like the the first designs I ever did. I'll hang them on the wall. I'll, you know what I mean? Just give a little like I just recently um because of the corona shit, like, just built, like, my own studio. And, uh, you know, I got my, like, uh, what's it called on there? Uh, like, the the mixtape covers, the album covers, like, like all on plaque. the wall. Yeah, 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 like a Like a little painting. display, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, it's, like, little shit like that, because I think you need them subtle reminders of how far you've came and, like... Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that. I just did a podcast with a YouTuber named Hennessy, mm-hmm. and... 
she like we one of the things that came up while we were talking she says you know sometimes you just got to stop and celebrate those little wins Mm -hmm. because those little wins will keep you going and at the same time one of the things i remember doing is like when i first started the podcast it was terrible like in the sense of I didn't, you know, I sounded real robotic because I was writing out a script to, to, you know, to know what I was talking about. So, like, I sometimes I go back and listen and I got to cringe a little bit. But it's like, damn, I got to also see how far I've gotten from there and how much better at talking I've gotten, you know. So I completely understand what you're coming from. And that was, that's probably, like, the biggest thing. That's probably, like, the biggest thing for me uh, right now because it's like, you know, you don't, for, for the most part, and especially as doing music and like talking to people who interested in like uh like the business side of music is really seeing how you know unless like some crazy record deal comes or something like that and you in some weird position this shit don't happen instantly no, as much as no. we want to people think see it's uh there's one thing i always say an overnight success takes about 10 years exactly so like to me the more i see it is the more it's like you can always chase that shit, right? So ten years could just go by, and you're like, like, damn, you've been chasing like this, like, yo, when am I gonna make it? And you getting better and better, and more people fucking with you and all that, but it's gonna be mad stressful because you're not at where you want to be. Whereas if you know, year by year, you look at how you was last year, like last year, I ended up just doing some dumb shit, but I was fucked up. A year later, it's like, look. You know, you gotta see that kind of just pulled yeah. pulled up. What is it like? Uh, pull myself up from the bootstraps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had to really get busy, just grind it out, and a year later, now look at it, right? So it's like, I could be mad that, like, I was hurt for a little bit. Whereas 2019, I put out videos, but I ain't put out music. Like, I, I be wanting to put out music like every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2019, I couldn't. So much shit was happening, and um, but I don't take that and just be like, um. Uh, Dog, I ain't never gonna do. It's like yeah, you don't let it. You don't let it keep you keep you down to the point yeah. where you want to give up. That's actually one of the questions I wanted to ask you. Have Have you ever gotten to that point where you're just like, this This ain't for me. Whether either the clothes or yeah. the music, and you're just like, you know, you want to give up because I, I mean, a lot of people try things, a lot of people fail, and I think, you know, they that what's those what was the saying? Yeah. I turn my L's into lessons. And mm-hmm. some people don't do that. Some people just take the L and they're just like, you know what, I'm good. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna continue to pursue this. Have you ever gotten to that point? Yeah, I say, for real, for I'll probably be at that point. Not that point, but definitely, definitely once. Um, now, more so now, it's like, it's really like that shit. Just be, uh, it just be stressful. It's like, it's like. Um, so I was on live, right? I did like the live event and that was another thing I was going to say too, as far as like with the, the whole life thing of like looking back, I'm playing these old songs that like, like you said, it's cringy because you like, oh, I had, I should have fixed my flow Uh right here. Like the shit I learned from, I'm listening back knowing that like, well, that's why I fixed it on the next one Mm -hmm. and whatever. But it's like, you, you listen back and, um, I had somebody ask me like, pretty much the same thing like how do you keep going and how do you do all that and um now it turns more into like work mm-hmm. you know because i do everything too on music and clothes out there's no team there's no whatever so oh, so you just you a one-man show a pretty much t- to the point of what i can do like yeah, yeah. like 
even with production, I'll do production, but I even laid back off of that because I'd rather make music than like, I need a lot of time to do all this. But if you send me a fire ass beat, I'm not just the type to be like, nah, I need to be on my own shit. It's mm -hmm. like, all right, I'll take it. That shit fire. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it turns into just stress. So nowadays it don't turn into like, oh, I want to give up. I'm done with this. It turns into more like, all right, let me take a break for like a day or two. Let me just, clearly my mind ain't where it's at. Let me just relax. Cause I always end up coming to it. And that's the thing that like, always brings me back so it's this story right where like this was the first time where i was like all right maybe shit do be happening for a reason because uh i was at i was at westchester right and um i was up there like i was just selling butt up there uh so when i was there i'm there like i'm doing classes you know i'm trying to get into the music shit so mm -hmm. I'm, but mind you you know you have nothing yeah and like it's not even like Yo, I could find a place or whatever. All that shit happened after I started doing shit, and then more people, you meet more people. Yeah. But like trying to look at it myself, I'm like, dog, how am I gonna find a studio? I don't even know what I'm doing. You and you know, it takes time to get comfortable in the studio and all that shit. Yeah. So especially having people watch you while you do that shit. Yeah. That's not an easy thing to do. So listen to this, right? So I'm like, I found the studio, I went there. At the time, I remember it was like 50 or 70 an hour, something like that. So we there for like three hours. I remember I did one song, and then we ended up having to like work on a beat that I did. Because when I first did beats, like I wasn't even, I wasn't one, excuse me, two, three, four. Like it wasn't as like good as I am now. Yeah. It was like... Well, this sounds like a good sample. Let me just throw that in there. Mm -hmm. And the whole shit all fucked up. Yeah. Uh, so we working on the beat. I do one song and then like kind of do that one, right? Uh, but the engineer had like an intern in there, right? So uh, the guy had the intern in there. And I'm like, yeah, I don't give a fuck if he here. Like, I don't yeah. care. It's just y'all too, right? So I do that thing. Don't really like how it comes out. Like this, the song's not really coming out how, you know, in my yeah, head. Yeah, and when you first starting out, that shit's like, it really gets to you, you know? Like, now I can make, I mean, I don't think I do, but right now, if I made just a bullshit song that was like, I don't know, I'm literally not saying nothing in it, mm -hmm. I wouldn't care to be like, damn, why that shit come out like that? Yeah. It's like, nah, let's make, that's cool, that's one, let's do another one, right? But when you first starting, you only get really one chance. Yeah, the, especially because the money, yeah, I was It's all say. like that. So I'm like, damn, dog, like, not knowing that a label funds all of this shit. So a regular artist is like in the studio mad, not the paying for nothing. And hours and hours. And getting that that constant like song, the repetition, song, song, song. Trying to figure out what works, what doesn't. What and flow, they got a whole team. I mean, I seen, uh, what's that show that came up on Netflix uh, with Cardi B, T.I.? I forget what it's called. But you know uh, what I mean? Yeah. Like, and, and you see the process. It's like, damn, they got a sound engineer. They got a beat maker. They got a producer. They got all these things. And it's like, damn, that's a that's a big yeah, team. Exactly. So when you don't get that, you start feeling insecure. You like, all right, dog, maybe this shit not for me, right? Like, I can't do this. The song's not really hitting. Like, I'm just down, right? I'm like, damn, I wanted this, but it's whatever. So this bull hits me up. He like, uh, you know, he just trying to cop some bud. I'm like, all right, I go over there, drop it off to him. He like, yo, you make music, right? I'm like, how the fuck? Like, at this point, Nobody really know because I was just 
at the studio one day and was like, all right, I'm doing this. So I'm like, how the fuck would you know that, like, I don't even, I rarely even know you. How Like, you're not even around here. Yeah. Like, this isn't where you were from. So yeah, how does, so I'm like, yeah. how do you even know? And I, I don't got no songs. Like I told you, the drums I did, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, nobody heard them except me. I think they trash, but it was just random. So I'm like, how the fuck? He like, nah. So it turned out that, like, um, he was like, uh, the intern was actually his friend. So, like, when I did it, he was like, oh, he was at the studio, coincidentally, right? Oh, okay. So then... Small, yo, small world, bro. Yeah, like, we on the campus, but it was just weird how, like, that happened. Because, like, this where this story, like, take the turn. Because uh, he actually made beats and stuff, too. Like, he made music. He's like, nah, like, I got some beats. You want to listen to them? I'm like, nah, I don't know. Like, this shit... Music ain't really sounding how I want it. I think I'm cool with it. Okay. He, like... So, you was about to give up. Yeah, and he's like, nah, just, uh... While we still there in this thing, he like, nah, just like uh I don't know, just spit some. I can let you know, right? So it was the the how I started off the whole thing of the living isn't fucking easy, right? Where I'm like, living isn't fucking easy, but hey, that's life. Know what I mean? And um mm. so like I started that, I started spitting like the first like uh verse of like that, and he is just like, nah, yo, like keep going. And I'm like, You sure? You like, nah, like you just need some practice. I got this other guy that engineers. Uh, he'll do it for cheap. I'll be going to him. I'll be helping him out. And, like, he was, like, a bad engineer, but he was still in that Westchester area. And, like, so, so now. knew people. And and now that made me at least be able to record. And, like, certain mixes was whatever. Like, now I look back, I'll be, like, mixes or whatever. But, um, you know, and that just led me to another person that led me to another engineer. You started and led, to network. You, and you it was just, network. and it was just like, okay, I see how his mixes are, his mixes are. So then as I get better production, better, like, uh, engineers on mixes or whatever, you start to see like, oh, like, it's not just me yeah. that I could fix my shit, but ultimately it don't matter if I'm saying the hottest shit, the, uh, like the best bars or nothing. If this shit don't sound good, nobody cares to listen to it. Yeah. So, like, you start seeing, like, oh, I actually need these people that's, like, around me to make this shit work. And, uh, you know, then the music got better and the shit got better. But that was probably the only time where, like, coincidentally, I wasn't feeling it at all. I'm like, this shit trash. I, this shit not me. Whereas, you know, it took that one person randomly from a fucking selling them bud yeah, to just yeah. being like, nah, like, I think you should keep going. It's like, a wildfire. Whatever. You start to network. That's, that's, and then that's, that's how, that was probably the only time. Like, now, like I said, it'd be like, you're doing this, it just be a stress thing. Mm -hmm. it just be like, maybe take some time off. Like, get your mind you don't right want back. You don't want your passion to become work because then you don't want to do it. And my hardest thing now is, like, I do everything. So, a lot of times it feels like oh, work yeah. because, like, for clothes, right? I don't even I don't even want to design no more. Like I want to give someone an idea and let them run with it. Yeah. I just have to figure out how I'm gonna set that up. But like, that's cool. Whatever. I'll sit there. I'll design it. Do whatever. But then it's like, now I gotta go run them to get them printed. Go through mm -hmm. that whole process. What can work? What what won't work? It sounds uh, like you need a team. Exactly. <laughs> and then do photo. Uh, photo shoots and then do all this shit that the like display and then marketing and then you and gotta do the stuff, promo yeah. i edit the video promos and all that shit. so it's like what i like to do is happening and then it turns into work by doing all this extra shit like even and even now like i built the studio so now 
I can't even go to the studio because of the, you know, Corona. Mm-hmm. But now I got to be my own engineer. And it's, like, not that hard because I don't, like, mix it or nothing. But still, it's different it's, than it's being right yeah. there and it's, having someone like, no, no, do it again. All right. When you, I'm like, yeah. hold on. Let me listen back. All right. Now I got to run over to the chair. Oh, I'm going to fix that <laughs> yeah. real quick. Hold yeah. on. Let me do it. And then it's, it's, like, little shit like that that, like, turns, you know, the fun part into work. But it ain't it ain't too crazy. Um, yeah, and then having the team, I was never really, like, big on it because I saw, you know, people start shit with, like, teams and it didn't go nowhere. Niggas just, yeah, niggas it, just got of, titles it, it, to do it what? It becomes a lot of, like, creative differences mm-hmm. and, um, you know, you expect something of somebody else and they don't want to pick up their weight, so you got to pick up the slack. And that's and a lot of time. It's, it's hard working with other people. And that's, that's where I'm at with it. And it's like, yo, until I get to the point where I could just hire someone to do this so like you work for me it's kind of hard because you know you know how people are when there's no money coming in yeah and then people don't want to work as hard as you because it's your shit uh-huh. so like exactly, you holding exactly, yeah. you up here with it you holding them to the same level and you like oh no this is just how hard they work that's not good enough for me yeah. like you know what I mean? when it's your shit too mm-hmm. and it's like so until- there's a certain expectation and some mm-hmm. people don't meet it because they have different expectations and and stuff like that. Yeah, so that's why I was just like, I'll do as much as I can if people want to help fit in when the time is right, go ahead. Because even with music, one of the things I always said was like, yo, this is some shit I'm doing. Like, I got a bunch of friends. It's not really, I'm not trying to put this on you. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I would love to have a team, but if you're you, I'm not just going to be like, yo, pick up a camera and start doing yeah, video yeah, yeah. it's you like want, you don't want to be that person to bark yeah, orders and shit like that and it's like dog, i don't even give a fuck about video like yeah. you know I'm, like i no, want to do I, video I but it's it. like but no but if we had a photographer a videographer and somebody that also made beat like it's like yeah, yeah that's in the dream world cool we could have that team but it's like i always took it as like this is my shit you know i ain't gonna hit you up for it, let you take off of work to come be in my video to do nothing when I could do the video myself. Yeah. Like, it'd be a little shit like, I don't expect this unless you want to get into mm-hmm. it. Because, you know, so, I wouldn't want somebody to put shit on me that I don't want to do. Yeah. I'd be like, yo, you trying to do Forex? Not really. Yeah. You feel me? It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. nah, like, I'm good. And then, so. So you've been talking a lot about your music and you mentioned Black Attire here and there. Are you more passionate about becoming an artist or... Are you more passionate? I mean, I we've also talked about the longevity yeah. that a clothing brand can make you. Um, but what are you more passionate about? Nah, definitely, uh, definitely the music. I think it's just easier to be passionate about music yeah. because it's emotional. You know what I mean? It's like you can do, you can be more dynamic with your art versus you know coming up, like you said, and you don't want to make more graphics anymore. You kind of want to just have an idea, give it to somebody, and they can run with it. Yeah, exactly, because. I'm cool with that. I don't feel like doing the groundwork. Whereas, like, music, music is just, clothes can only be but, so I can only have the best design for until the next shirt comes out, until the next, you know. It's, I think people can love it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think people can hold on to it physically and have it and be like, oh, this is my favorite shirt. I like this. But ultimately, it's going to be another brand out there that, you know, make a better shirt, mm-hmm. another you know, they just don't fuck with this brand for whatever reason no more. Like, shit just happens. Like, I remember as a kid, it was a brand called, uh, like, Johnny Cupcakes that I fucked with. 
just because nobody else like was wearing it. Like I was always into like that shit. Yeah, people like being exclusive. Like I got this is different from everybody yeah. else. They don't want to keep riding that wave. So like as a kid, I used to fuck with his shit because I'm like, it's dope. Nobody really knows about this in Philly. It's like, I don't know how I discovered it, but mm-hmm. I'm just like, yo, I like it. Then I bought enough because he's like a cupcake theme, right? Like all his shit was like cupcake and like, like he would make people <laughs> fat and shit yeah, like yeah, from yeah. eating it. And then I realized, I'm just like, Yo, that's enough cupcake shit that I need on the shirt. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's like ultimately, it's g- gonna get to a point where one day, like, somebody might be like, look at all the brands, the hundreds, all of them. Yeah. Where they just like, I got enough black attire shit, I don't need no more. Mm-hmm. You know, you are gonna have the loyals that stay, but ultimately, it just changes. Whereas music, if I say the right thing or the right song that gets you, you are gonna come back to it yeah. twenty years from now yeah. and be like, "Yo, this song is." So I think it's just easier to be more passionate about that. And even like I started with that too, and the clothes kind of came as just like after. But yeah, definitely more of the music. And like I said, this podcast is about positivity, and mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of people are like, we're talking about music. What's what's the positive aspect of it? But I know. Um, don't worry about that. It's real sensitive. I gotta get that that wire fixed. But um, I seen on your website for Black Attire, um, you know, right now everything is politically driven. Everything is, you know, yeah. Black Lives Matter. Um, you guys are giving certain proceeds to, or yeah. I- so what I ended up doing, um, so pretty much because of the coronavirus, I couldn't even make clothes for like however many months mm-hmm. i think i think my shop that i'd be going to i think he at some point they just ended up being like we're not technically open but we just right before they like went into the phase where like things can open a little bit before they were like yo we're not technically open but like we could just do it because i had dropped off all this shit and like when that happened march yeah and that shit just sat there the day I was there, I done paid them and everything, right? Oh, man. Uh, and I didn't pay cash, so I paid on my card. So five minutes later after I paid it, whatever, that's when that message came out that, like, yo, Philadelphia closed, blah, 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 whatever. So my shit just sat. I couldn't do nothing, so I couldn't make new clothes. And I only had, like, I always be having extra larges, like, left and random from different collections. And um, so when all that shit broke out, you know, it's good to be on, it's good to be on, like, both ends of it, you know, mm-hmm. uh, as far as doing the fight, because it's like, I could be marching all day, but, you know, it's still people that need help and people that did need, like, whatever. So, um, so yeah, so, you know, I'm always passionate about that. So, I was, I was out there, too, you know what I mean, on the first day, shit was going crazy, and then I was like, you know, what else I could do? I got all these extra clothes. I'm not making clothes anyway because everything shut down. So what I did was just people who bought it, I just took all the proceeds and sent them right to uh, a, a few different groups. There was a, like a law group that be helping with, um, dang, I think it's called Amistad Amist- Law. And they really be, you know, they're more like abolitionists, mm-hmm. like prison abolitionists. And okay. uh, so they fight like, that fight, and then I gave one to like you know Black Lives Matter Philly, uh, Black Gives Back because yeah. definitely the Black. Shout out to the Black too. Shout out to Black. We've been doing every episode in this in this yeah. uh, in the shop. So yeah, and like they just so like they get shit done on a level that I know that's not just like like even Black Lives Matter Philly. It's like 
I could give y'all bread, but I'm not watching. Yeah. I can only hope that y'all do, but so much. Whereas, like you know, with the block, I think it's I think it's good because I could give money and then literally just see like, oh, this is going to however many meals, damn near over however many book bags they had this weekend. Like you can see it and be like. Cool. I don't gotta worry about. Yeah, like, you know where your money's going. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that we talked about, um, I had Spark Life here uh, a couple days ago, and they help recovering addicts get get into you know stay clean, get into yeah. good housing and stuff like that. And I think one of the things that they were talking about was uh, there's big name brand business, not business. I guess they are businesses, yeah. but but organizations that take a lot of donations and get a lot of funding to put these people in houses but the the quality of care that that they give them is just more like the bottom line is the dollar it's yeah. it's not the uh it's not you know donors can donate to that organization but all they're looking for is to make a profit versus yeah. spark life where it's a smaller organization although they're trying to grow they genuinely care about the people and you can see where your money's going and you can get involved. I mean, same thing with the block is back, you know, and, and, and the community organizations like that. So, yeah. And that's why, uh, when I did it, I had split it up to like different orgs. I'm like, you know, like you could do, and I know black lives matter is like the movement is like, they probably got one everywhere, yeah. but I'm like, the reason why I wanted to give bread to them is cause it's like, if, they're so big that like, like if the block is back, it's like yo, we're trying to protest, right? Mm-hmm. Only but so many people can really see it compared to Black Lives oh, no, Matter. Oh no, for Philly. sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, all right, hopefully they, you know, they do the good job of what they got to do. Um, so they're, like, they're established already, so they got the they, and then they got the eyes, and then you know, give it to the block because they really just right on the block with it, and then you had like the Amistad Law that uh, you know, they fight different prison laws and reforms and anything like uh, they're trying to do, which is crazy. Cause that's, that's really, cause I got two brothers, you know, locked up right now. So it's like just hearing what they be saying. That's where like a lot of my fight, because it's like, damn niggas trying to survive on the street. Mm-hmm. But then there's a whole prison industrial yeah. system. That's just fucking yeah. taking money like three, four different ways before from me to him, mm-hmm. like you know what I mean, and just doing horrible shit. And um, those people work for pennies. Exactly, and then it's and basically modern day slave slavery. Oh no, it is. It, it definitely yeah. is. And then um, uh, what's it called? And then the last one was like um, it was a youth center that like you know they help kids that were in placement like get back in Philly. I forget what that one's called right now. Um, but like, cause that's another big thing, you know, you don't want to, you're you're doing your part. You're doing your part. So that was just the thing I could do at least for me with like money wise and bringing the brand into it too. And just, and just fighting all that. Cause like, that's some of the biggest shit I'd be about, you know? Well, I think I've said this on every single episode. Um, people only care when it directly affects them. Yeah. And what I love I wouldn't say love, but what I can appreciate about all the protests that are going on, especially, you know, when George Floyd, mm-hmm. Breonna Taylor, and the countless amount of others. Yeah. Um, people are, you know, you hear people on, in the news or on, on certain platforms complaining like, yeah, but all the looting and all the rioting, like people are complaining about that. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, but they got your attention. 
Yeah. Um, I don't want to condone them looting because there's always going to be assholes who take advantage of the situation. Yeah. But and not, I'm I'm with it. Like, fuck it, I, I condone it because it's like <laughs> what that was one of the things I was heavy on was like, like I said, there's multiple fights that you like. Me personally, I ain't really like I be, I vote, but like I don't put all my eggs in this. Like, no, we gotta get somebody new yeah, in there yeah, because yeah, it's yeah. like you could get somebody new in there, but that don't. That don't necessarily mean that they gonna be for you. Yeah. They don't, and even the same thing with like, uh, like black business owners. It's that's cool if he for the people, but if you're not, what difference does that make? Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's like, um, but I was definitely with it because I think you just need to hit from all angles. So like, when voting time comes, you know that shit only happens every so often. Yeah. So how's that gonna change mm-hmm. if it don't? happen for two years or four years or and a lot of people aren't even educated enough to to make a, a solid vote because they just think exactly it, so it's like when that the way i see it is when that time comes perfectly fine mm-hmm. but right now was that in june i think that was june yeah um early june like when that what's voting going to do for us right now yeah. in june and it's crazy because like the show i'm wearing now uh like the Black Panther one, uh, I had made it, but I was like, I don't want to put it out now because I don't want it to look like uh, pandering. That was one yeah. of the things I wanted to touch on is is you know you got all these people like for so long mm-hmm. the people who live in urban areas, people of color, are always like, yo, the Democrats are gonna take care of us. Yeah, but then you got the Democrats. Like one of the most powerful ladies in in office right now, and I'm I'm not trying to get too political, but the she's she's taking a knee wearing a kente yeah. scarf, and they doing all this pandering, but no, nothing's actually being done. Nah, like that, and that's what that's why I never understood, like, cause me, I probably sound like way radical with some of the shit I be like saying mm-hmm. and thinking, but it's like yo, I don't give a fuck if you wearing kente. Your whole shit, you can't take up and taking knees like, like I don't, I didn't understand when people was kneeing with the cops in solidarity. Like a knee is what killed the man. Yeah, and you sitting here kneeing with like I don't know, it should just be stupid to me. But it all, that's one of the things with like at least politically, just all a lot of it looks like they're just doing it for a purpose to show. Like you know what I mean? It's show like face. we don't give a like I'll say most of us like. To some people, that shit probably do look like something's happening. Mm-hmm. But, like, to me, it just, it just be bullshit. So, and then to bring it back to even with, like, the looting and all that, it's like you said, that shit got the attention. That shit, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like, yo, we need to do things to show people that, like, we done. And the reason why I was holding this off um, to later, because I'm like, I'm not going to put it out right now because I don't want it to look like, oh, let me just cash in on the shit, you know, Black Panthers ain't nothing new. Yeah, right. Been like, for a minute. Yeah, and I know, you know what I mean? I'm researched on it, so I'm like, uh, I'm not going to put it out now to make it look like, oh, you're just doing it. I'm like, you know what? Let me wait a little bit. You don't want to ride the wave. Right? Let me wait when niggas not posting black boxes and not doing whatever and not like just flooding the TL. I don't want it to look like that. So it's like, because my thing is like, yo, are you still with us when... When this not a trend, yeah, not when we not trendy no more, mm-hmm. just still doing it. And these about to come out this week, right? Excuse me. These about to come out this week. 
I just saw yesterday that the cops, uh, I don't think they killed him, but they shot somebody like, like seven times. Yeah. In the right, back, in the back. Right. With so, his kids in the car. See, like, and I didn't even see the video. Yeah. I just saw like a, like a news article on mm -hmm. it. And I'm just like, damn, like in the amount of time that we were just protesting for the look what stop. happened. And it that's why stop. I don't, that's why I can't fuck with people who are just backing like super bad cops and do all of that. Because I'm like, Yo, you can't reform this. No amount of schooling and mm -mm. cop teaching or whatever they doing is going to change how they think, how they move, how they operate. Yep. It's like, you know what I mean? So it's like, yo, we just need to, you know, and like I said, until, um, yeah, I forget what it's called right now, but it's the, uh, it's the one thing they have where immunity. Yeah. The qualified immunity where, um, yeah so like um yeah so until they abolish like the qualified for people who immunity, don't know yeah for people who don't know what qualified immunity is it's basically what what protects cops and gives them the okay to shoot somebody because they can mm -hmm. say it was for whatever reason basically for for the simplest of examples when somebody shoots a cop the one thing you always hear is um I fear for my life. Yeah, and that right there alone gives them qualified immunity. Cause you can't, you can't defend. Yeah, that like you can't make somebody feel like, oh no, well I wasn't. He didn't fear for his life. Yeah, yeah they yeah, saying yeah. that. So it's like it's things like that that like I feel like people don't know, and that's why people are always asking like, well why isn't this changing? Why can't because there's all these laws in set for mm -hmm. like, you know what I mean? And when like I tell everybody to just. You know, I'm reading a book right now that uh, I meant to get to for a minute, but it's from Angela Davis called uh, Our Prisons Obsolete, right? Mm -hmm. And like I said, when it comes to prison shit, I just be on it just from talking to my brother so much. And, um, you know, one of the chapters that like, and you people probably saw the documentary on Netflix 13, um, where it's like they explain the same thing where it's just, Prisons is just right after slavery. Like cops oh, yeah. weren't even a thing; they just slave catchers. Yeah, turned into like so. Like the that's whole where that, thing that's where the is start coming from. Exactly. So like the whole thing is just is not going nowhere. And like one of the things she said too, uh, in the book was like um, that really had me. Was like she said, you know, prisons are just so they're just so normal that like you can't really think of a world without them. And you got to think from the time you're young, you know, people say that, like, yo, if you're bad, you go to jail. Mm -hmm. Then you're seeing people doing it. And you, you know what I mean? So it's it, a fear-based thing. Yeah. It, so if you don't got prisons no more, what's going to happen? Right? Like, people just think, like, well, where's the criminals going to go? Mm -hmm. And uh, it's crazy because one of the things she was saying was, like, you know, ab slave uh, abolitionists probably didn't see a world without slaves at one point. That's true. You yeah. know, because it's so normal that, like... How are we going to live without all the, you know, and it yeah, happens. So it's like a, crazy. There's a lot of reform that needs to be done. And you, and it's so crazy that we don't even think about the words we're saying because it's, you got correction officers, correctional mm -hmm. facilities. Like these are things to correct people and, and rehabilitate them to, you know, people serve their time, whatever crime they did. If they serve their time, they get yeah. out one, they did, they bid like they, they they paid back whatever it was that they took from society to yeah. society. So when they come out, why can't they vote? 
why can't they why why does it have to be put on a resume that they were a felon because nobody's rehabilitating mm-hmm. these people they coming out they they actually going in and being surrounded by a bunch of people who are criminals mm-hmm. and meet more criminal friends on the outside and it's just a cycle and it goes over and over yeah. again and then like it needs to be stopped but it can't especially when you get into private prisons and all that shit yeah. cuz it's just it's just one big cycle of like yo where do you even begin where do you start where do you begin with this shit because yeah it, it's just bad and all like prisons, um, you know, the what happens is when one prison is built, it just makes it the area have more prisons. Oh like, yeah, like it yeah, just yeah, builds yeah. more. And the thing that they hide it behind is like this will bring whatever to whatever little ass city that's four hours away. They'll be like, no, nah, this is gonna bring in more money, mm-hmm. and it actually doesn't to the city. It just makes them have yeah. more money. So like the shit is just, but. It's crazy because it's just hidden behind the fact that, like, like you said, with reform, rehabilitation, like, that's what is God's under. But in reality, it's not. It's no, just no, for no. profit. Yeah. That's 100% what it's and that's for. That's it. And, the, like, um, we had, what was it? Kamala Harris. She's the VP mm-hmm. uh, pick for Biden. Yeah. And she was complaining about um, releasing prisoners after they got evidence that these people were... Uh, we're, we're wrongfully convicted yeah. and she's like well wh- what's going to happen to the um she didn't want to release them because they were making too much money off of the cheap labor yeah. that the prisons were providing and it's like yo so now we're putting dollars before people and oh but that's the america oh, way baby yeah yeah pretty <laughs> much. <I> mean, yeah <laughs> yeah you ain't got that wrong man nah yeah so that's whole that's the whole thing and it's crazy because like even in some aspects, like, I'd be against capitalism, and people be like, how? You got businesses or whatever. I'd be like, yo, I wasn't, like, I do what I do to just, to just, like, uh, you know, I was giving You this. don't need Jeff Bezos' money. Yeah, like, I was just giving this. And, like, a lot of times people look at small businesses, but, like, yo, small businesses aren't capitalism. No. It's the ones that make you work for $3. It's monopolies. Yeah. You got monopolies on on products and and Fact. people and placements of, of and goods. it's like yo if you a billion dollar industry why are people working for cheap no bathrooms like yeah. like it'd be a little shit like that that's like that's where there's a problem because mm-hmm. now like you said we put in dollars before people for the most profit and it's like yo it, it don't even gotta be that serious yeah but like you said that's the american way we got what Mm-hmm. We are literally drilling holes in the earth, creating earthquakes and, and natural disasters because we want oil when we got the sun, we yeah. got wind. There's all this renewable, clean energy, yet we're still dealing with this oil stuff. Like, it's it, it it's ridiculous. But um, I want to switch gears and go back to um to the music. Yeah. Um, Hip-hop is the number one genre in the world right now. It's the most popular yeah type of music it's the most popular genre and with that i mean everybody knows hip-hop culture is 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 black culture yeah um i had this conversation with a friend of mine and he disagreed but i had this for lack of better term for i don't know how else to say it but it was like i feel like because of that you know hip-hop has a huge part to play in this but because it's now the number one genre, it's the cool thing to do, the cool thing to see, and yeah. the cool thing to be a part of. It's like now, after all this time, being black is cool. 
not that it never wasn't yeah. you know what i mean but for the majority of people you know they don't they don't not not you know what i'm saying yeah i see what you where you're getting at and uh like so f- for me uh I had, like, when I did the, like, what you were saying when, like, King, like, yo, you did the eight time I promo something, when I release something. One of the things that I did the life, like, the living isn't fucking easy thing, of like, marketing-wise, was I made the life cover. Because if we was in, I don't even know when Life Magazine was out, but, like, if we were in the 60s, Around there, fifties, sixties, like niggas wouldn't have been on the life cover. Absolutely, you know Rolling I mean? Stone. Yeah, so it's like I did that on purpose because of just how I look. You know, what I mean, what the images I'm doing is not just act Hollywood actors. It's like trash on the street everywhere. There's people riding horses in the city. Like you know, what I mean, it's just shit. Like I put all that on there, and um, then when I did the life, uh. The, the promo for, like, the live I just did, uh, you know, it's me and a bunch of, like, white families just watching, like, old school to fit, like, that 60s Yeah, he showed me. He, he was home, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, like, you know, I did that on purpose because, you know, it's like they going, you know, I think these people, they study it, especially in music, too. Like, I'm think, I'm talking, like, execs and all that shit. They probably rich and white, probably don't even fuck with it, but they studying it. You know, they're making money off of mm-hmm. it. They're duplicating people that they probably can't get. But, okay, we'll just make another one. We'll right. find the next kid that wants to do this and we'll push his shit and do money whatever. talks, yeah. And it's like, they're going to steal it, which they already do. You know, they steal it. They look at it. They duplicate it, appropriate it, all types of ways. And, you know, I don't think, I don't think they care. To give the credit, I don't think they care to even acknowledge the fact that, like, oh no, this like they did with fucking jazz, rock and roll, everything. Yeah. It's like I don't think they even care. Um, but yeah, I think it's just a fucked up thing. And then it's like it gets to the point at what at what point is it? Uh, what's it called? Like, is it stealing or is it just inspiration? Because I saw a video the other day. It was like. These these Asian bulls, I don't know where they was from, but it was like a viral video of like them rapping. But like they had Hennessy bottles. They clearly was in like another country because they was rapping mm-hmm. whatever language. But like the beat sounded like a drill beat. And like the Asian with like somehow they got like a uh, curly hair. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah, they yeah, like yeah, had yeah, they yeah, shit yeah. done. They, they got they, braids. They people, got like people call it people say that they're appropriating black culture. They got uh, Henny. I'm bi- sure I mean, I'm not them... gonna say Henny's black culture, but no, it's like, I, I yo, I mean, com- you looking yeah. at they probably just watching the video and like, yeah. oh, we gonna do this. Yeah. And it's crazy. Um, I know some, I know some Vietnamese people and and Japanese people, mm-hmm. and some people get upset when they do things like that. Obviously, because you, we're making very easy uh, yeah. uh, observations that where they got it from. Mm-hmm. But when I forget where it was, man, I forget who I was talking to or who I I was hearing it from, but apparently, like they loved. They love black culture so much that they yeah. are literally getting curly hair. Like, bro, Asians got straight hair. Yeah, and that and straight. that's the thing where I'm like, yo, I can't even. I mean, I ain't. It's crazy because one of the things about being black in America is you don't even know where you're from for the most part. Like, if you, I consider you lucky if you know where you're from. Like, if you Nigerian, like I feel like that's just dope, right? And a lot of you know. Um, 
people are like blacks in America, you don't really get to know you black, but your lineage probably stops at somebody's uh slave master last yeah. name, a Johnson. A- it's a it's such a strange culture in America. Yeah. I mean, what Jay Z said in one of his one of his songs, um, "Home of the Free." Um, what is it? Um, where the blacks enslaved, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like three fifths of the man's, you know. Yeah. And it's it's there's no other. I mean, there was, slavery was all around the world, but what people don't understand, especially in America, which is which blows my mind, is America is a country that was literally built on the backs of slaves. Yeah. You know, it's not it's not like all these other countries who've been around for for you know for a long ass time where. I'm sure they had slaves, but they were already an established country, you know, fighting over land yeah. or whatever, especially in Europe. But in he, uh, in America, where Native Americans were, were killed and massacred and, and all died from disease yeah. to then being brought over, you know, from people from another continent to to do all the work. Like, it's there's no place like America in that sense. Yeah. And I could uh, completely undersee, uh, see why you say, I mean, Puerto Ricans, Puerto Ricans are, are black spanish and natives and one thing why one thing i'm sure you know puerto ricans are so proud of where they come from because they can somewhat trace their lineage back but you don't get that you don't get that chance exactly so it's like you think back and you're just like our culture that plays a huge role in your identity too you know especially when you're so proud facts and our culture is just black culture is just there's an American, like, black culture, right? And to the point of, like, it'll turn into a meme, but it's really true. Where it'd be like, you ever see a meme where it'd be like, uh, like, someone saying, like, yo, you smell like outside. Like, you know what I mean? Like, an older yeah. parent saying, like, oh, you smell like outside. And why everybody that's, like, black and, like, yo, like, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, they yeah, all, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yo, yeah. did we all grow up the same? And mm-hmm. it's, like, yeah, because niggas is in the hoods growing up. It's, like, and that's the culture, right? But it pushes everything from the mm-hmm. music to the art to to movies. Everything is just pushed that way. So, I don't know. It's hard to tell if, like, what, what would I do if I was a... Asian bull, wherever that was, and mm-hmm. I actually have the ability to look at YouTube and see this, and I got a producer who makes a drill beat, but we in Korea or wherever, and it's just like, I fuck with this mm-hmm. shit, and I want to do it, so I don't know, it's weird. Um, I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's a, I mean, everybody's different, you know, yeah. so I'm sure there's a percentage or of, of the people who are like, yo, black culture is the shit, like, this is cool, so I want to... I want to adopt yeah. some of these things, and also some who are, like you said, um, people who got big businesses or people who are in mm-hmm. in in those positions are like, yo, who can we bring up next and give that money to, to be our token yeah. person? And I I think when it comes to music and all that, I think I've just, at least me, I've saw it so many times that like, I'm not about to get mad when another white John has braids. Like, I let yeah, that yeah, to the yeah, people yeah. on Twitter to get mad about. Uh-huh. Like, they could dispute it all day, but what I'm going to do, get mad every 25 times a, sh- a white John does that. Or, like, you know what I mean? Say no, I, something I where it's like that. So, I'm like. There's bigger problems to, there's to, way to, bigger to focus problems. on. Exactly. Versus, you know, getting angry. I'm not about to get thing. mad every time somebody just, you know. And it's like, you don't know those people. You talk to them. Those kids that I saw, they might just be like, no, we love this shit. 
no, or they might just be like, I don't really care about black people, but I think this is cool. And yeah. now it's a problem, but like, we'll never know. Yeah. Um, so we spent a lot of time talking about the problems that we've seen, mm-hmm. um, highlighting all those things that, you know, are affecting us directly. And one of the things that I think is a, is a huge reason as to why this became a global movement after George Floyd yeah. and not just an American movement is because more people are waking up and more people are being directly affected. You know, people, you know, the younger generations are coming up to be the older yeah. generations now and people are tired. They they want equality. Um, so on, on this podcast, what I like to do is highlight the problems. We, mm. we And we've done that. What are some of the solutions in your opinion? You know, everybody's got a different plan or idea on what we can do. You got the keys. You got the, you got the order. Whatever it is that you can do, you got the magic wand, wave it around, whatever, yeah. and and tell people like, yo, this is what we need to do to fix this problem. Yeah, I mean, fuck, it's a lot. Um, There's no simple solution at all. Not at you all. You know, but any little thing you think can can, no, I think, can start um, to help. I think just overall is a uh, trying to think where to start. I I start with me, like me personally. So with me, anything I want to do, and I'm at the point now where like I done been doing this for a little bit, and I'm in a position where if I can execute like the next things I put out, next doing whatever, and it could go good, then you know I might even be at the chance to own everything too. You know, because, um, you know, that comes into like, you know, a label just bringing in an amount of money that you kind of can't refuse unless the stipulations are just horrible. But for me, it's like one of those things where like I look at my family, I look at anything that's going on. I can only try to build and help for the family. Um. And then, you know, help everybody while I'm doing that, too, which is just me, uh, you know, building my businesses, doing anything, having control, owning this. And for me personally, like entrepreneur, um, as far as anything else, I think uh, one of the things is I think it's see, it's kind of hard because I never want to be famous. Mm-hmm. Right, but like you can't really be famous. You can't really even have money and not be famous too much. In some way, in some especially way, yeah. when you're from where we're from, I'll say oh, that. Oh, for sure. Like there's probably fame. I mean, rich white people you don't know, but it's not too often that you're gonna be from Philly, have a bunch of money, and nobody just knows who you are. You know, so it's like, and then you doing music, you're gonna be famous. Um, but I think celebrity culture one needs needs to die like i think sometimes you put too much on like what this fucking actor said who give a fuck you know what i mean like yo who yeah. give a fuck if Did we he... make them more important than they actually are because exactly so i think that's one of the things so we can like just get to the root of like like do you really care what the actor in whatever movie cares about black people or politics it's like not really yeah, like especially because they're so disconnected they, they they don't got our life they they haven't grown up exactly the way we grew exactly. up exactly so it's like i think we need to get rid of that and then i think that will maybe go into can about more local things you know what i mean and it's, it's kind of hard because this is why i never put any just young person in a position because to like 
well, why don't you, why don't you care about this and not care about this? Because it's like, well, look at the fuck I got. You know, like even when I was younger, it's like, how many times you see somebody and you do something bad or you do whatever and you just don't give a fuck. Because it's like, well, look what I got to work with. Yeah. I don't care. Why would I? Why would I want to give back to this place that almost killed me, exactly. then robbed me, then did this? I don't care. Because you're not seeing the change and whatever. But I think um. So I think it's kind of hard. But I think we just need to start caring more. Like that's why, I like with the block, it's like you just got these group of people that care immensely. Yeah. You know what I mean? And can turn it into a good thing. And it's like, how do you get everyone else to? To, to think care. like that, I think you yeah. got to kind of like take away the the distraction, mm -hmm. you know. And I think we put too much into. It's kind of hard not to because these politics are on the main stage, so they don't. The local ones don't really get too much light because mm -hmm. it's kind of harder to keep track of. Well, this is every four years, and then this one's every other. You know what I mean? Yeah, so it's yeah, like yeah. it's a lot. It's a lot of information, especially when you feel like you've been and you have been, especially in our in our area, in our neighborhoods, mm -hmm. underserved, underrepresented. Exactly. And like you said, this is what I got to work with. Why you think so many drug dealers or so much crime and shit like that exactly. comes from this area is because we're underserved, underrepresented. Mm -hmm. We don't have the money. And then the education. I think I think a lot of the things we gotta do too is just uh which like I'm a for real for real, since the whole shit happened, um with George Floyd and like everybody was going crazy, I have saw people like coming together, holding people accountable. And I think that's just one of the things we gotta do as a unit to where like, you know, oh, one of our people's got a problem with something, let's figure it out. Oh, this person's going through this. Let's let's figure it out, um, because you know the people don't the government don't got us you know so no. it's like I think once we come together and not really try to which is hard because like you said you underserved you not doing nothing it's hard to like yo why do I care but if people in certain positions can now like do that help certain people like you got the block you got all these people that help you start to get a community that's like. Oh, we got us. You feel yeah. me? Where it's like, As, like, like where it's just like, yo, all right, cool. We don't need your help. We got us. Mm -hmm. We can do this. And now we don't care too much about, you know, we need people in politics too. But like, like the, like AOC, who I fuck with heavy right now is like, she even still too young to even run. For but, president, yeah. But she's got the people in like, it looks like unless some crazy thing pops up, it looked like she truly cares. Yeah. And, like, I haven't saw her, Ilhan Omar, all of them. It's like, I've never saw that kind of, like, care for people yeah. in politics since never. As as hippy-dippy as it might sound. Besides Obama, which was like a, I think that still was still like a just, all right, he's black. We're going to get one in there and get yeah. one out. And, oh, he, he represents hope and whatever. It still wasn't this level of care that yeah. I see from like AOC on her story 100%. and talking about this and talking about the health care and all the people that is crazy. So it's like, I think we reached a time where people waking up, we can now get on a fight for like, mm -hmm. oh, OK, let's push these people in this direction. Let's push, you know, let's push. As you see, like entrepreneurs and people like, oh, we're going to buy black and we're going to buy this. So you see in this little push, the community coming together coming to do together, things yeah. and it's like 
you know, that's why I don't like the, uh, but it's still hard because you can't break the mindset of everything. And like, so I hate when people be like, nah, like, yo, you know, if a black man got a problem with me, I ain't going to take it there. We just going to talk it out. And it's like, what's the odds mm-hmm. of like, you know, somebody doing some disrespectful thing to you or something even worse. And y'all just no, because you black, I'm going to let this slide. It's like, you can't cause you grow up aggressive. Yeah. So you could break it. You could say you could say what's gonna happen in that situation, but nobody it, ever knows. Exactly. Until that so it's like you can't just expect people to grow up like this for thirty years and then be like, you know, I'm cool or not. Something usually yeah, yeah, happens yeah. in their life where it makes them just be like, Yo, I'm good. Well, you know, I think you hit it on the head. It's that care, and mm-hmm. as hippy dippy as it sounds, um, people gotta love each other. Um. Once again, if it if it affects you directly, then that's gonna hit you at home yeah. the hardest, and that's what we gotta focus on. We're coming up to the end of the podcast. Yeah. Um, my last question is, what are, what's 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 your dream, your long term goal? What's what's the end goal for you? And uh, yeah, <laughs> like uh, like like what's like in life in life in your business in your music like whatever it is. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. I, I try not to put expectations on things because, uh, because you know, expectations could really, you know, kill your inspiration. Because, uh, you know, you expect something's gonna happen when you don't, when you don't meet them, yeah. and it don't, it just fuck everything up. But now, nah, like, one of the I'll just say, like, one of the dreams I have is, uh, you know, if everything going right, um. It's not even like a super wealthy thing. Like I want all that that comes with it, but right now my mind's really just. So I got, I got one brother that's uh, supposed to be coming home in uh, October. So if everything's good, he'll be home, and uh, so I have another brother that's doing time, and uh, he' about to do a lot of time. But we got an appeal going on, so. That usually takes a minute, but if that happens and like it does get appealed and everything goes like that, and he comes home, and that's not even that long of a goal. Like that's more so of like, that's could say like the next, next five years, years. Yeah. yeah, next however long the Corona shit kind of puts shit back, but like that could be in a couple years. But like if I could be like thriving, having my brothers out, and just like having money and can actually. You know, I haven't been in the same room with both of them in, like, years, you know, at the same time. So, it's, like, that would be, like, a dream of mine just to have to eat. You know what I mean? Uh, all the other shit would just be, like, extra. Pluses. Yeah, right? Okay. Where it's, like, your music going and your clothes is going. But, like, you know, to just have that family business of my brothers chilling and they... Everybody if, taking care of. If Everybody they want to work... Yeah, I got this. If they want to do this, or I can at least help them mm-hmm. get to. Oh, you want to be a chef or whatever? Cool, I'll help you go put up some bread. But if I could just get that, then I'll be, you know, I'll be happy for like however long that lasts. But yeah, I don't really got besides like the dreams of just like, well, let me get a number one. Let me get uh, let me sell out a time. It's like yeah, yeah, but it's bigger things more important to me than just doing that but that's where i see it and then hopefully that shit happen but we fighting yeah you know you fighting to make it happen well listen man i really appreciate you coming on and sharing everything that you did um it was a great conversation 
I really enjoyed it. I know the people who are going to be listening to this later really enjoyed it. Yeah. And um, yeah, I just, from here on out, man, I just wish you the best and I hope everything works out. I hope so. And uh, from there, man, I just, all I can say is uh, tell people where to find you. Oh, yeah, you can find me on uh, Instagram and Twitter at JB215 underscore. Follow me, listen to the music, you know. If you can buy some clothes, it's always going to website blackattirelay.com and then the music the the music website is blackvibeslabel.com. So go in there, there's mad videos up there now too. That's another thing too. Like I had never put out videos, so I was like, fuck, it, I'm put out mad videos. So it's a bunch of videos going off now like that you could just watch, check them out. Yeah. Cool. Well, it was a pleasure, bro. I hope to have you on later on and give us an update yeah, on everything that's going on. Thanks. Whenever you slide back, just let me know. Absolutely. All right. And that is the end of our show. I hope you enjoyed and got a little background on who Josh is and why I had him on the show. Uh, I like talking to real authentic people, and I truly believe Josh is one of those few genuine people that shares his unfiltered thoughts. Not a lot of people do that. And, um, you know, so for that, I hope you can appreciate the honesty, even if you don't really agree with them. Since my last trip to Philly, uh, I, I, I got a good bank of material, and I haven't really gotten the chance to fill you in on the positive news that's currently going on in the world. But um, not to worry. Good news is uh, if you miss those quick little shows that I used to do, stay tuned for next week. I will be starting to add quick and small stories before the next interview for your pleasure and to keep you up, on, up to date on all the positive news going on in the world. So from here on out, I really plan on having guests for the duration of this podcast for however long it goes. I want guests every single show and I'm constantly working to bring you good content. Um, that is until I can't come up with any more guests. So that's another thing you can look forward to. Um, as always, I encourage you to interact with the podcast and share it with friends and family so we can get more positive stories out into the world. Um, change some attitudes from, you know, doom and gloom to happy and positive, at least a little bit of a glass half full outlook. And uh, if you enjoyed this podcast and want to learn more about Josh, be sure to check out the show notes where you can see the list of links and information on how you can find out more about him. While you're there, be sure to subscribe, leave a rating and a review so we can climb the charts on all the podcasting apps. And if there is any positive news stories going on that you think is worth sharing with the podcast and the folks who listen, hit us up on any of the following social media platforms for Facebook and Instagram. We are at Limelight Highlight. Our Twitter handle is LL underscore Highlight. And if you'd like to leave us a message, you can do that through LimelightHighlight at gmail.com. Like I said, I hope this podcast has left you feeling inspired and positive and maybe want to do something to help your neighbor, no matter how big or small. Always remember... One act of kindness can make a world of difference. So with that being said, tune in next week for another great interview where we have Buddha on the show, who's also known as the mayor of Frankfurt. If you know where Frankfurt is in Philly, you'll be glad to hear this one. So that is our show. Until next time, be humble, be helpful, pay it forward, and be the best you. Talk to you later. Thanks for listening.